This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Sympathy, a show where we explore the random thoughts that pop up at the most inconvenient times. I'm your host, Andy. Hello. And I'm Mita. Smoke weed every day. Mm, mm, mm. So, uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about Judaism today. Part two. Part two of our religion series. Yes. Um, and this is, we're going, uh, we're going in order by age. Yes. So Judaism is the second oldest after Hinduism, right? Yes. Is that what I'm trying to say? Okay. Yes. So today, today we're talking about that. Yes, but we are. before that, you know how Andy likes to do. I want to play a game. Every time. Every time. All right, I've got, we've got some, I think we've got some pretty interesting questions for, for Would You Rather today. Mine's me fucking too. weird. Yeah. You hit me with it. You're, oh, am I going first? Is that what the rule was? Yeah, you're going first every time because I'm going first in the topic Topics. section. There we go. We're remembering. We're remembering. All right, Andrew. Yes. Creepy question. And and the person who wrote this does straight up say that they got this from Donnie Darko. So have oh, you seen Donnie fun. Darko? No, I have not. Oh, I love Donnie Darko. It's fucking weird. All right. Okay. Would you rather have a clown only you mm. can see that follows you everywhere and just stand silently in a corner watching you without doing or saying anything? Okay. Or <laughs> have a real life stalker who dresses like the Easter Easter Bunny that everyone can see. Can they do harm to me? But I did, or <laughs> have a real life stalker who dresses like the Easter Bunny that everyone can see. Hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a weird one, right? It is a weird one because the first the first option you have this clown that only you can see and nobody else can see and it's always just standing in a corner watching you everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And if you try to tell anybody about it, you're crazy. Yeah. You're the crazy guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's like seeing things. Obviously. Yeah. But then the other one, you take away that fact that everybody thinks you're crazy because everybody can now see this man dressed as an Easter bunny. Who's just like following you everywhere mm-hmm. that you go. But then there's like a real sense of danger there. <laughs> girl, you a danger girl. Molly. You're a danger girl. <laughs> I don't know. Really? I almost think the clown one because I feel like I would get desensitized to it after a while. Okay. Like it would be really scary at first. Right. But then like 10 years from now, I'd be like. Give me a good five days. What's up, girl? Yeah. How's it going? Have a name and a backstory. I would create a whole new environment for this whole clown. Yeah. 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 I would like put a little chair in his corner, like take a seat. Honestly, yeah, put your feet up. If you're gonna be standing there all the time, I mean, honestly, like with like a nice little side table with like a, a good book to read, <laughs> like, and then everybody's like, "Why do you have like this chair and this book set up in the corner?" Be like, "Don't yeah, don't, don't, for, don't don't ask about it." That's for uh, Nibbles. It's fine. I'm gonna call him Nibbles the right. clown. Nibbles is a good name for a clown, but. It would be weird because in that aspect, then he's watching you do everything. So like sleep anytime you're trying right to have sex right. You're in the shower. You're gonna have to get comfortable with your invisible clown monster seeing, <clears throat> yeah, seeing you masturbate, <laughs> watching you scratch your ass, rip one. You got you rip a stinky fart in the yeah. living room. You're not. You can't but then that. that's your choice because yeah. you're. It's your choice to stand there and watch me. So honestly, <laughs> honestly, 
at the end of the day, like you're doing this. You're doing this to yourself. I don't even want to see this. <laughs> Wish I had that button. You did it to, to yourself. yourself. Honestly. I think we talked about it once and we're like, when will we ever use that? This would have been the perfect <laughs> moment. Um, you did it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. So you said you're going with clown? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I feel like after about f- about seven good days of being mm-hmm. jump scared, yeah. I'm like, eh, fuck it, he's there all the time. Yeah. And then we'd be used to it yeah well then what i just didn't like was that in that one in that scenario he does like it specifically says he will do you no harm yeah it says without doing or saying anything yeah yeah so it's like well that that that's me tells me he's not gonna like stab me in my sleep or something he's not doing anything yeah Yeah, and he's not saying anything but then like the stalker like like, stalkers (laughs) could like really fuck some shit up and usually if they like can't obtain the object of their obsession right they want to r- eliminate it. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, just using the term stalker. Yeah. It, it implies, it's like not just, uh, like a voyeur. Yes. I feel it's just a watching. Yeah. Stalker's going to hurt you eventually. Yeah. So I'll take an invisible, I'll take nibbles any yeah. day. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. And also, it's like a fun clown or it's like a scary clown? Well, I have my question. Here's the gag. So it says that, would you rather have a clown only you can see that follows you everywhere and just stand silently mm-hmm. in the corner watching you without doing or saying anything? Mm-hmm. So if you go with nibbles, He's essentially a hallucination of your per- of your mind. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. depending, I guess, on your mindset, mm. Nibbles could be positive or negative. Could be Pogo. Could be Nibbles. That'd be terrifying if right? it was Pogo the clown. Right. But it, once again, I know he's not going to do anything. Not going to do anything. Well, Just standing there looking weird. Run up on me, ho. <laughs> All right. All right, Mita. My turn. I'm nervous. Would you rather have a map? that shows you the location of anything you want to find and can be used again and again, but has a marginal error of up to five miles or a device that allows you to find the location of anything you want with incredible accuracy, but you can only use it three times. Anything that I want for both of them? Anything that you want for both of them. But the first one is... is has a marginal is, error is of issues. five miles. And then the other one is perfect, but I can only do three things. So it's like a genie for finding things. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, my nightmare is the first one, but it's also my choice. I'd rather have an inact. I mean, essentially, we're talking about Google Maps that's got a five mile error. Yeah, yeah. Error issue. I guess I'll take the Google Maps with the error. Well, yeah, because, okay, so my whole thing is like you mark your starting point. Right. And then you can just do a five mile radius search. Right. But it's like, which is like, it's more work. It's a lot more work. Cause like I'm thinking about like finding a campsite. But you can use it for the rest of your life. That's the gag, yeah. But then that means also for the rest of my life, when I look for something, I'm going to be searching within a five mile radius. It's true. So it's like, but you already have, you'll have like a system down. Maybe it'll yeah. be like get more like, yeah, accurate over time. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to have to go with the five mile air because being able to find. You're telling me I'm only going to find the donut shop once with perfect accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no! I need multiple chances to find multiple things <laughs> daily. Because I get lost with Google Maps, right. and it's pretty accurate. So. I have to use Google Maps to find like the local hardware stores that might have the part that I'm missing. So I need something I can use multiple times a day, as opposed to three good times only. Yeah, but that five mile rate, we got to work on that algorithm. I mean, I'll hop in there. I'll, I'll help them with whatever coding we're doing. I would, I would use it to <laughs> solve crimes. I'd be right. like, find me the body of this person. Right. I guess if it's anything, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, who mar- who murdered John Bonet? You just get to hunting him every five five miles around. You're hunting. You're hunting. Vampire hunting? I don't That's know if they exist. Fun. That'd be fun. 
Yeah. I'm, hey, maps, show me where the Antichrist is. You know, I, feel like I should like, write that into my book. <laughs> where Jean Benet five mile radius finder? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The murderer? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's doable. Hmm. There's a lot you could do. I feel like it'd be helpful for the police too. Stopping yeah, crime. That's what I'm saying. Hire me as a consultant. <laughs> I'll help you. Yeah, you help find stuff. I'm gonna work on that algorithm. Let's at least get it down to one, <laughs> maybe two miles. You put me on the back end. I'll write some code. You go find the murderers. Let me just tighten it up. Let me just tighten it up a little bit. That's fun. That's fun for me. <laughs> we got a plan. We do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. All right. Today we're talking about Judaism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Was that your Britney? Yeah. It sounded Britney adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, the second stop on our journey into religion around the world, Ooh. it's actually just as old as Hinduism. Oh, yeah, for sure. For um, sure. But it's actually. What is known as being the oldest monotheistic religion uh, okay. in the world, and that is Judaism. So that's so Judaism is the first single god. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So, the origins of Jewish faith is explained in detail throughout the Torah. According to this text, God revealed Himself to a Hebrew man named Abraham, mm -hmm. who later became known as the founder of Judaism. Abraham's son Isaac and his grandson Jacob also became central figures in ancient Jewish history. Jacob took the name Israel. Israel. Yeah. Uh, I didn't say. <laughs> or is one R E A L and the other one R A E L? Mm hmm. I think it's the same. I think it's just the how you country? say it. Country? Yeah. R E A L? I think so. You guys, I'm not good at, I'm good at spelling, but I'm not good mm -hmm. at spelling. I think it's Israel. Israel. Let's say that. Mm -hmm. That's why I've heard it in songs. And his children and future generations become known as Israelites. Isra is I see. I've heard it. Israelites. Israelites. Once again, we didn't We're apologize this episode. No. So we'll apologize once an episode. We're just going to start this off and be like, I'm sorry. We're saying words wrong. I'm going to tell you right now. As a woman who has done apologizing, I'm I'm not apologizing for shit. Yeah. I'm saying the words the way that I say the words. And okay. if I say them quote unquote wrong, so be it. <laughs> okay. So be it. So more than a thousand years after Abraham, the prophet Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt mm -hmm. after being enslaved for hundreds of years. Now, we've all seen the movie Prince of Egypt. Come on. So many great movies. And if you haven't. Get on it. Wait, you're talking about the cartoon, right? Absolutely. <laughs> this is millennial. With Whitney Houston <laughs> singing. The greatest song. Set My People Free. Yeah, one of the greatest soundtracks of all. Is Disney. Is it Disney? No. No, it's not Disney. I think it's DreamWorks. Either way, one of the greatest soundtracks. Woo, they knew what they were paying it's for. It's fantastic. Ugh. I want to watch that movie now. Honestly, I think I might watch it tonight. <laughs> so good. Uh, okay, so Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt uh, according to scriptures, God revealed then revealed his laws known as the Ten Commandments at, to Moses at Mount Sinai. Okay. So. Right. Right. We're all like, that's cute. Ten Commandments. 
<laughs> That's cute. A nice round 10. Let's just keep it short. Let's keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it memorable. Yes. I don't need something I have to like read every Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah. Two stone tablets, a tappa tappa tappa. Exactly. Ten commandments. Little do you know, there are a lot more rules and regulations to Judaism, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Tack on 603 <laughs> additional fucking rules, and you got yourself all the laws. You know what I'm saying? 613. Yeah. So there are several sects in Judaism, and those include Orthodox Judaism. Mm-hmm. Orthodox Jews are typically known for their strict observance of traditional Jewish law and rituals. For instance, most believe Shabbat shouldn't involve working, driving, or handling money. Right, right. So, <clears throat> so within Orthodox Judaism, there is like a very, it's a very diverse sect, and there are a lot of like subgroups within there, and that includes Hasidic Jews. Right. So this form started in the 18th century in Eastern Europe and holds different values than traditional or ultra-Orthodox Judaism. I feel like they made that up, but maybe not. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, just as, as like big ultra walk, is walking is walking monkeys, it's all made up. <laughs> so Hasidic Jews emphasize a mystical experience with God that involves direct communion through prayer and worship. Chabad is a well-known Orthodox Jewish Hasidic movement. Okay. So then we have Reformed Judaism. Reformed Judaism is considered a liberal category of the religion that, of the religion that values ethical traditions over strict observance of Jewish laws. Followers promote progressive ideas and adaptation. Most of the Jews living in the United States follow Reformed Judaic traditions. Okay. And we have good old conservative Judaism. I mean, there's layers to this game. There is. Many people consider this form somewhere in between Orthodox and Reformed Judaism. Typically, conservative conservative Jews honor the traditions of Judaism while allowing for some modernization. Okay. Okay. Just just a a sprinkle of modernization. Yes. So the next one dates back to 1922, and it's Reconstructionist Judaism. Um, And it was... Introduced by Mordecai Kaplan, founded uh, when he founded the Society for the Advancement of Judaism. Love the name Mordecai. I do too. I'm actually very happy that I was able to say that very easily because <laughs> looking at it, I was like, for a second, I was like, huh. sometimes there's a lot of Z's and stuff in there, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, do I say it? <laughs> this sex sect believes that Judaism is a rel- religious civilization that's constantly evolving. Right. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. I like the ones that. <clears throat> Evolve and change with time. Same. But I know you're not supposed to. Yes. (laughs) And then last, but certainly not least, we have humanistic Judaism. Rabbi uh, Sherwin Wine founded this denomination of Judaism in 1963. 63, okay. uh, Humanistic Jews celebrate Jewish history and culture without an emphasis on God. See, they all just kind of get loose, and it really does all boil down to the golden rule. You guys, I'll say it again. Just don't be a dick. Every single religion really does boil down to love love thyself, love thy neighbors, and don't be a dick. Yeah. Mind your business. Truly. (laughs) (laughs) It's all of them. So while there are these various denominations of Judaism, many Jewish people do not identify with a particular classification and simply refer to themselves as being Jewish. Just, I am. Just like a blanket statement, I'm I'm Jewish. But I wonder if that in this, we don't know. So uh-huh. somebody, if you if you are Jewish or, or if you know about this, I wonder if it's because a lot of people 
who identify as Jewish. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they identify as Jewish from a racial standpoint and not a religious, because isn't it also, I'm not, isn't it a race? It is a race, right? You know, we've had this conversation a lot before <laughs> in the past. Because I feel like I've read both. Yes. Where people are like, yes, it's a race, and people are like, no, it's just a religion. And even, like, I even turned to my good friend, sis, Google. Right. right. She'd be knowing some stuff. And she goes, it could be both. <laughs> and I was like, but Google, you're supposed to tell me the answer. I need definitives. I need, I need information. <clears throat> I think it's literally how people perceive it. So some okay. people do perceive them as being... Um, of Jewish descent, which mm -hmm. would mean that they were they believe it as a race of people, mm -hmm. but then um, other people find it as more of a faith Religious. base. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, whatever makes you happy, man. Yeah, At the end of the day. Yeah, that's all it boils down to. Well, what I have, um, again, referencing uh, Professor Stephen Prothero and his his book, uh, God is Not One: The Eight Rival Religions That Run the World and Why Their Differences Matter. Okay. The way that he breaks down all of the religions in the book is he really does say, what is the problem that the religion believes exists? And then what do they believe will solve it? So what is the mm -hmm. problem they've identified and what is the solution? And that is something that is actually very different for all religions. It is. So in Judaism, when this makes perfect sense based on the history of Judaism, the problem is exile. Yes. Because <laughs> they are constantly on the move, right? Yes. If you're not getting kicked out of your promised land, then you're getting you're, you're being enslaved, and then there's all kinds of just historical destruction. The, the pogroms and everything that happened against the Jewish people is absolutely terrible. Absolutely. It's just stunning. Yeah. So then, of course, if the problem is exile and not be having access to your homeland and da-da-da, mm -hmm. then the solution is actually to return whether it be to your homeland or in the religious sense, it's to return to God. Yes. So the way that he documents it in the book is the problem is exile. The solution is to return to God, which honestly I think is partially true for if you are a religious person, or if you were raised religiously, yes. I think that a lot of times you'll identify like, mm -hmm. Oh, I fell for my religion. And then you're like, there's all these problems. And then sometimes yeah. you just got to figure out what religion or within your religious beliefs, how you can return to that structure. Yes. In a small way. Yes. Without the, Everything that made you leave, yes, for whatever reason, and that's I I understand that one hundred percent. Growing up Roman Catholic, or just Catholic in general, <laughs> um, being gay, yeah, fell out of that religion, and then it's hard because you were taught that because you did that, you're Going not, to hell. yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting, but I am now in a place where. I have refound that structure and right. it's not for me. It's not necessarily going to church and it's, you know, to, to people who are Catholic, that's not the way to do it. Right. Obviously yeah, like it's not correct, but I mean, I believe I have a very good relationship with God and we talk every now and then <laughs> yeah, we have a quick conversation from time to time. And yeah, I don't feel like I've been forsaken or, any of that. So I understand that whole need to like return. Yeah. Find there's something that. Yeah. there. Yeah. And I think for most people, I think for a lot of people, there's some people who are, is it an agnostic where there's like, there's literally no God whatsoever. I think so. I think atheist is, is not God. One of them is the one where you just don't have any belief in any type of higher power or ever. Mm -hmm. I think that's agnostic, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, I think for most people, whether you were born religious or not, I think I'll say this for myself, speaking for myself, there's some, greater than yeah. humanity we didn't I get agree. here uh, with fucking microphones and the internet without some kind of greater the power the statistics of like all these things like lining up perfectly and randomly happening right. just doesn't 
sound right like life is random and that is the thing that we all that is the problem i think the problem for humans in my personal opinion is that we really struggle with this idea that shit is random Mm -hmm. when in actuality it very much is you have absolutely Mm -hmm. no control in your day-to-day you're just a doobity doop on your way to home depot and then stops yeah whatever your existence right it's random it's it's uncontrollable and as human beings we have control issues so we want to put a nice little protective wrapper around it that says if i eat this thing and follow this rule and don't do this then i'll live forever and god will give me x y and z when in actuality it's like children die when they're born you can live to 115 or you can die in 15 minutes like there's no it's all random and that's what we struggle with absolutely that's just my opinion okay going back to judaism (laughs) (laughs) so um the return to god as they mentioned, like the solution mm-hmm. to their problem is done primarily via two ways. So first is to create a peaceful and pro- prosperous existence on the planet, mm-hmm. which will then usher in the Messiah. And okay. the Messiah will then bring us into the return to God and also the promised land, capital P, capital L. Yeah. The other one is just straight up the return of the Messiah. Okay. So um, those are the two primary ways that you get there. In the meantime, while we're waiting for old Messiah, which just literally means king, while you wait for the Messiah return, there's a bunch of laws. Yes. There's a bunch of rules. There's a bunch of regulations that you got to follow. Let's get into a couple of them. <laughs> so throughout the Jewish religious text, there are multi- multiples. There's the Torah and then there's the Talkin? T-A-K, something rather. Talkin, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's how I've heard it said. So in those religious texts, God enters into sacred contracts, also known as covenants. Okay. And there's two types of covenants. There's covenants with humanity, and then there's covenants with individual groups. Okay. So the way that you can think about it in the uh, Jewish religious text is you have the humanity covenants are the ones that are discussed with Adam, discussed with Adam and Noah. Those mm-hmm. are the big picture ones. Yeah. It's like if you eat this apple from the tree of wisdom, all y'all fucked up for the rest of existence. Yeah. So you two better keep it cute. And then they were like, nah, dude, I'm hungry. I'm going to have some fruit. Yeah. And then the ones that are more specific, and this is where it ties into God's covenant, specifically with his people, the Jewish pe- mm-hmm. the chosen people, which are the Jewish people. He enters into those uh, covenants via uh, Abraham and Moses. Yes. That's why Moses came in. He was like, let my people go. Yes. I don't know about them people. Yeah. You can keep them people. You got to let my people go. Me, myself, and I. Right. So that's the individual group. Yeah. So another thing that I liked about the way that uh, Professor Patero talked about it was that for me, coming out of a Christian context, or even yes. for you, Catholic, what's important in Christianity is to keep the faith. Mm-hmm. You got to keep the faith. Hell or high water, you got to keep the yes. faith. That is actually the biggest test, is that whenever things are going awry in your world, you have to trust that God will keep you. You are going, you know, you're walking through the shadow of yes. death. You shall fear no evil. You got to keep on the, the righteous path. Yeah. Don't veer left. Don't veer Everything's right. Everything's a, a test of strength from test God. Test of strength. And it's all about blind faith in something mm-hmm. that you cannot see, yeah. which is like, for me, impossible impossible yeah. i can't see it touch it smell it hear it feel it but i just gotta trust that shit's gonna be okay yeah. that's that's my struggle that's my personal struggle in reference so that's the comparison in judaism it's actually more important to keep the mitzvahs which are okay the commandments okay so in judaism there are approximately 613 mitzvahs that i saw in the in the book and they're divided there's two there's two ways to think about how they're divided most people would say they're divided in positive and negative okay so that's where you say thou shalt Thou shalt do this thing. That's and your positive. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not do these things. Mm-hmm. And that's the negative. But the way that Professor Prothero says it is you should think about it more so is divided between ritual, between okay. the individual and God, okay. and ethical, which is between okay. the individual and others. 
Okay. Right? Yeah, I yeah, kind of yeah. like that breakdown, too. A ritual, is, a ritual example of uh, the covenants would be, uh, in, in Judaism, you can only consume fish with fins or scales. Okay. So you can't eat eel or catfish, for example. Okay. Because they don't have fins or scales. Catfish is delicious. I mean, a good catfish nugget mm. with a little Tabasco. It's a Cajun blackened oh, catfish. Come on. A little Tabasco sauce. They got a little tartar mm-hmm. sauce on there, too. Just a dip dip and a crunch crunch. Man, it's got to be crunchy, too. Mm-hmm. A little caramel in there. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, an ethical example of a, of, a, of a commandment is to love thy neighbor and strangers as okay. yourself. Okay. So that's kind of between the individual and others. Whereas me not me eating kosher or not combining meat and dairy, that's a that's a covenant between me and God directly. Okay. That's my tummy to the Lord. That's me yeah, following yeah. those rules. Um but they're not only these 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 mitzvits, these commandments, the laws that are so integral in Judaism, they're not only about morality. They cover okay. everything. They cover how to mourn the dead, how to bury the dead, um, which would be more ritualistic, the type of food you can eat, when you can consume it, what mm-hmm. days, blah, blah, blah. Um, and also how to keep the faith on the Sabbath. You know, when, okay. and, and this ties into a bunch of religions. They just don't call them mitzvits. mitzvits but if you look at Islam, and you know, you have mm-hmm. to pray five times a day. Yes. So that kind of rule actually exists in a lot of religions yeah. you got to go to church you got to keep the sabbath you got to mm-hmm. love thy neighbor there's a lot of rules um so an example that mr Prothero has in his book that i really really liked because this ties into something that i believe in wholeheartedly now after a couple of years of practice so he gives the example of how he was in israel with his friend who is jewish and lives in mm-hmm. israel and they're walking around just having a good old day walking around israel oh the sights the sounds i imagine it's beautiful i want to go one day I need a little peace but i want to go one day mm-hmm. and he kept Offering his, to buy his friend ice cream, which I do love how you go to other countries and there's like ice cream just loose on the streets. There's ice cream carps everywhere. Like they understand Absolutely. the importance of a good ice cream. I feel like we don't understand it yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like America could do better with our ice cream like <laughs> cart locations. They should just be everywhere. Everywhere. Less every coffee shops, more ice cream shops. Those are fighting words. Drive through ice cream? To go to Dairy Queen. No. Did I drive this? Hmm? Oh. Oh, no, my fatness just got fatter. That's dangerous. I don't have to get out the car. So every time he asked his friend, he's like, hey, I'm going to get this ice cream with you. I mean, honestly, if I was there, I'd be like, I've been getting ice cream every 20 minutes. If I saw a cart <laughs> Come on. of just ice cream as I'm walking around, like, it's I'm, hot. I'm stopping this one. Once I'm done with that one, like a couple hours later, I'm going to that one. Yeah, this is the chocolate one. I'll get vanilla over here. I'll get mm-hmm. fruit at that one. I've got a plan. Yeah. So every time he asked his friend if he would like to enjoy some ice cream, his friend had to like, you know, conscious, like physically stop and really think, like, look at his clock. And he had to think about what did he eat last and when did he eat it? Because in order to keep kosher, you can't combine uh, meat and dairy and you can't combine okay. that also in your tum-tums. Okay. So if you had a burger at noon, and according to this example, his friend had a three-hour window. If you had a burger at noon, you couldn't enjoy an ice, an ice cream treat until 3 p.m. Okay. So you had to wait. Yeah, so it's like if you make spaghetti for for dinner right and then somebody brings over an ice cream cake for dessert you can't eat the ice cream cake gotta wait three hours according to this one Mm -hmm. i know it's different for different sects um and so he said that in the book uh professor prothero very explicitly said that a lot of people might identify this as the traditional buddhist way of of mindfulness that's the way that i saw it too okay for a lot of people especially outside of judaism you might think about somebody stopping to think about whether they can have ice cream Mm -hmm. we might view that as like a very limiting thing where it's like how what who's gonna tell me when i can have some ice cream yeah I mean, I love the Lord, but he ain't going to tell me when I can have some ice cream. It's 98 degrees out here. I'm about to mm-hmm. have some ice cream. But if you think about it from a mindfulness perspective, and this is why, this is when I think that religion can actually be a positive, is it's not, it's not sitting there forcing, it's not, you're not forced to think, 
uh, oh, will God get mad at me if I have ice cream? It's actually very conscious. First of mm-hmm. all, it's like, do I want ice cream? Which most of us don't take the two seconds to even think about whether we want it. We're just like, ooh, Oreo, shove it in our face. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's nice. Secondly, you're forced to think about God. Yeah. Again, this is part of the ritual aspect of most religions. Yeah. The 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 thing the the ritualistic aspects, whether it be getting the sacrament or sacrificing a ghost, whatever whatever it is, those keep you in a constant state of focusing on your religion, focusing yes. on your God, and focusing on your intention. Yeah. It's a very good, positive, mindful step, like a mindfulness thing. Yeah. And then also, you're just taking thirty seconds to go, okay, do I want ice cream? How would God feel about ice cream? Then you're also just, you know. Taking three, you know, just taking a couple of breaths. Yeah. Really pausing to think about it, being yeah. mindful in the moment. I like it. It's a good thing. Yeah. To me, that's one thing that every religion has built in. It actually does have built-in mindfulness. It's yeah. one of the things that I love about Islam is like being not forced, but essentially yeah. kind of forced to stop five mm-hmm. times a day to face a certain direction and pray. Yeah. That's just mindfulness. That's just good yeah. old mindfulness practice. If you sat down five times a day to meditate, it would be the exact mm-hmm. same thing. Well, that's a, it's funny that you said that because my first thought went to um, those bracelets that would, they'd give you when you were a kid that said WWJD. What would Jesus do? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that it, That in and itself is a mindfulness yeah. because you're. it's reminding you to act the way Jesus would act in any situation in your life. You have to stop. Take a moment, take a breath, take a Mm -hmm. pause, be mindful, live in that moment, focus on that exact moment. And then the religious aspect is what would Jesus do in this moment, which also should be because this is the definition of Christianity is to be Christ like Mm -hmm. you'd like to hope people are making the right decision. Yeah. But I saw a lot of WWJD people chanting white power while they walked through the Capitol. I mean, so (laughs) it's been bastardized when it's the same for all religions. When I get petty, I mean, the J may turn into an S and it stands for what would Shonda do? What would Beyonce do? There you go. What would yours is Beyonce. Mine is Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes. She'd be doing stuff. I mean, there's a lot of people, but yeah, it's to me, it all ties into mindfulness. Yes, I agree. (sighs) We'll have to have a separate mini. sode about this. Okay. But I know we're talking about Judaism and I would love to talk about my Orthodox life on Netflix. Okay. Even if it is just a five minute separate episode. Okay. Because I fucking hated it. Oh no. Absolute okay. trash. And not not because I'm anti-Semitic, <laughs> but because it was too much like keeping up with the Kardashians okay. with a couple of Hebrew words thrown in. Okay. And it was absolutely terrible. And I okay. fucking hate that show. But one thing I did like was that one of the sons who tried to leave the orthodoxy, he maintained his prayer practice. Okay. And they showed scenes of him keeping the Sabbath and praying. Yeah. Um, and I thought that that was really beautiful. Cause I was like, yeah, on a Friday night, instead of going out and getting drunk, he's like praying or was it Saturday? I forget what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. But he was like praying. And I was like, this is just a mindfulness practice. Yeah. I don't know. That show's terrible. We'll talk about it in a mini sode, but that's Judaism. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening to this episode of Sip and Tea. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Sip and Tea 303. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at MVP Andy. And you can follow me at Black Girl Jeeping <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> So lastly, make sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. You can find our bi-weekly podcasts on all major podcast platforms. All major. I don't think I said podcast enough in that in that sentence. Podcast. Podcasts. Platform. <laughs> Perpetuity. Perpetuity. <laughs> so what's that mean? I don't know. I don't know. This has been an MVP podcast. My Village Productions.